welcome to another episode of D-List of the Podcast. You know who I am by now. And I hope maybe you know who I am as well. Well, unless this is your first time listening. And if that's the case, we're Allison and Michael. I'll let you decide who's who. Allison can be a man's name. Yeah, there's lots of girls named Michael. Michael Learned. Yeah, I go by Mike. (laughs) You go by Mikey. I go by Allie. (laughs) Allie and Mikey. Wasn't that a sitcom from the 80s? If not, it should be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it because there's a lot of messiness to get into. Oh, yeah. Starting with the messiness of them all. Of the week, probably. This is bizarre. (laughs) So it's a story that's bizarre. It's weird. And it's even weird for Lindsay Lohan. And that says a lot. It says a lot. And so... And I'm sure it started with Lindsay getting an email from a mysterious Hotmail account that says like, Hello, beautiful American movie star actress. I am the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and would like to shower you with jewels. That's very generous of you to think that she has the ability to pay for internet access. That's, well, she can, you know, she can steal it from the yacht, whatever yacht she's on. True. So... Yeah, this is, someone's getting scammed, I think, here. But anyway, so let's get to it. So we've been hearing about Lindsay a lot lately. So she lost her Mykonos Beach Club and her MTV show, but that club is supposedly moving to Athens. I don't think that's happened yet. And I don't think it's going to happen ever, but that's beside the point. And she's currently a judge on The Masked Singer in Australia, which she's already apparently pissing off the other judges for being late in a mess. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay is back, basically. It's, yep. the, it's the golden era of Lindsay again. The golden shower area era of Lindsay once again. That costs extra. So she's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And now Page Six has a story, a story that totally wasn't leaked by Lindsay or Dina. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry for that visual. Talk no. about golden showers. So, um, sources tell Page Six that Lindsay is getting friendly with Mohammed bin Salman, who is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So, let's get a little backstory on him, Mm -hmm. in case you don't know. So, we're going to call him MBS. Mm -hmm. So, he's 33 years old. He's currently the deputy prime minister of Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. His father, the king of Saudi Arabia, is the prime minister. Mm -hmm. So MBS isn't his dad's firstborn. His dad has something like 13 kids. But he's his dad's favorite. Mm -hmm. So he's the heir apparent to take over the throne. So in Saudi Arabia, like the king gets to choose who his successor is. Right. So he's been married since 2008 and has four children. Now, this is where it gets dark. He's also been accused of ordering the hit on Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Jamal was very critical against the government of Saudi Arabia, including Mm -hmm. MBS. Mm -hmm. And he was murdered inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, and was chopped up and moved out of the building on the download. Not good. No. So there's also a report that Jamal's finger was brought to MBS as proof that the hit was complete. So this is some Martin Scorsese shit. Yeah, this is fucked, to put it bluntly. And it gets more fucked because enter Lindsay Lohan, the future queen of Saudi Arabia. Oh, God. 
Oh my God. So Lindsay met MBS at a Formula One Grand Prix race last year. Lindsay's rep confirms that happened. Mm -hmm. So sources claim that since meeting him, he has flown her around on private jets, given her presents, and gave her a gift-wrapped credit card. So it's like he wrapped the credit card. (laughs) Yeah. He put it in an envelope. It's like, here you go. No, he got one of those cards from like Hallmark where you put a gift card in the thing. Yeah. Well, where you like put the... (laughs) Yeah. It's like a dog, it's got it in its mouth, and it's like, I rough you very much. Here's a gift just for you. It's like, why is there a finger in here, too? <laughs> so, friends also claim to have seen texts between the two and are calling it a new friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we Lindsay know- Lohan being the kept hoe of an alleged <laughs> murderist Saudi Arabian royal. We know what friendship like, means to Lindsay. I'm doing air quotes right do. now. Nobody knows that. So, Lindsay's rep denies that they're friends and also denies that he's given her gifts and all that. So Lindsay has been based in Dubai for the past few years. Mm -hmm. And another source, Dina, is that you, girl? Mm -hmm. Said that Middle Eastern dignitaries love Lindsay and go crazy for her. Hmm. I mean, they're they're going crazy for her in 2019. Like, what... What kind of coke are those Middle Eastern dignitaries snorting? Maybe they just got a DVD of I Know Who Killed Me. It, like, just that showed up in the movie theaters. Would, yeah. And they're like, Lindsay Lohan, the biggest movie star in America. So so there's been rumors, many rumors, that Lindsay is a high-paid call girl, or used <laughs> to be, an escort. And Michael Lohan was quoted by a tabloid saying that Dina was her pimp and Lindsay was basically hoeing her freckled chocha out to pay for her lifestyle. But then Michael Lohan claimed he never said that. He right. said they made that all up. Hmm. Who to believe? I mean... <laughs> we're dealing with a lot of... Uh, we're, we're dealing, dealing with, with a lot Lohan. Of yeah. You believe the opposite. You yeah. believe the other side. So yeah, there's a, a lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... First of all, normally I would like my I would bat my lashes at um a gift wrapped credit card. Like I would be into that, but not from MBS. Like not from somebody who like just a quick like cursory Google search would tell me like not a good guy, right? Like well, it's like the first thing that comes up is like this guy is not a good guy. Yeah, it's like only Lindsay Lohan would brag about being the sugar baby of a bloodthirsty prince. She's like the upside down version of Duchess Megan. How da- how dare you to anyone in that situation? I'm like, how dare my- no, how dare Megan. you to the upside yeah. down yeah. to Meghan Markle? <laughs> but like Michael, I think that I mean I might go I might go really dark here. <laughs> Not that this story is I mean, already it's like pitch dark. Black. We're talking about chopped up journalists so yeah how can we we can there's really no darker place for us to go but no. let try me no the lights are already off so i don't like any of this like i'm happy i will i will be Lindsay's biggest fan forever because i really do think that she's got it in her for a comeback like i'll always be rooting for that comeback but um this is not good and it makes me just think like has she really run out of men that this is who she's dating now excuse me has she allegedly run out of men is what i need to say because this feels like oh this feels like a a like 30th in line draft pick like where you've gone through everyone else and you're like 
Okay, I mean, I guess I'll get accept a credit card from the guy who demanded I mean, a is, finger as proof. Like this is Lindsay Law we're talking about. <laughs> I don't. I mean, uh, morals we're, and her don't really go together. We're, I think we're thinking they're not really than, friends. No, no, Lindsay's not singing. People, let me tell you about my best friend about morals or the high ground. But like. I think we're thinking more about this than she has. Like, we're going, oh, my God, how could she get with this guy? Like, even if she's not having sex with him, like, how can she be friends with him? And she's probably just like, I like money. And that's it. <laughs> like, well, see, what? okay, this story obviously came from Lindsay. I think it came, f- like, leaked from her or whoever, someone close to her, right? Right. But maybe... She just met some, like, rich Middle Eastern guy, and he told her he was a crown prince because he wanted a royal family discount, and she (laughs) fell for it. So for her sake, I hope that's the case. And the credit card is, yeah. Yeah, the credit card is like... um, It's a Discover card. One of those pay ones, or one of those... um, Oh, prepaid visa? Prepaid visa, yeah, and she's already run through that. But for her case... I hope, for her sake, I hope that that's true because she doesn't want to get mixed up in this. So, like, MBS's sister is currently on trial in Paris for ordering a beatdown on a man who did renovations on her apartment. So, they they do not play around. That, so guy's, like, that guy's lucky he just escaped with a beatdown, to be honest. You, you, but it's like... Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. But it's like, Lindsay, get back that credit card. Stop leaking shit to page six, you know, before you end up as the f- focus of a 12-part true crime podcast, because <laughs> this is like a n- whole new level of you in danger, girl. Because like this, this isn't good. No. For her. But like, what is Lindsay's life really? Like stealing kids off the street and now being the kept woman of a murderous prince? Like she- who knew when we all watched her be fully loaded that this is where it was gonna go i mean when we watched turby fully loaded i think we all figured like this is gonna go to a bad place but none of us could have pictured just how bad i was expecting just bankruptcy court so moving on from somebody who won't tell the truth about their people that they're hanging out with to somebody who told too much truth about how they feel about children's gender is Mario Lopez. So um, I said that with like Well, he a, told his truth. He told That's his truth. That's not that truth. Oh, yeah, no. I need to stress that. Like, his really bad truth. Like, A.C. Slater in this case stands for absolutely crappy. So Mario Lopez appeared on the YouTube show belonging to Candace Owens, who is... Mistake number one. Yeah, exactly. She's If, you, if you're not familiar, she's like this conservative, like blowhard i guess that's the technical term for her she's like a conservative obnoxious person anyway so they were talking about um this is their language like the weird hollywood trend of celebrities letting their kids pick their gender which i mean let's just all agree right now that it's not a weird hollywood trend but apparently according to mario lopez and candace owen it is so um they were talking mostly kind of about um Charlize Theron. So recently she said that she was raising her daughter Jackson as a girl. She, Charlize adopted Jackson as a baby boy, but uh, when he was about, or sorry, when she was about three, she said like, I'm a girl. And she's like, yeah, of course you are. And then that's how they started living their life. So um, Candace doesn't have kids, but she babysat. No, and it's (laughs) funny. Well, it's funny because it's like, you know, 
like uh, t- the highly acclaimed gender identity professors, Dr. Candace Owens and Dr. A.C. Slater, are the ones who were talking about this. Yeah. She said, like, she knows about this because she was a tomboy for a year. When I was uh, in fifth grade, I don't know, it was this weird thing in fifth grade where me and my girlfriend, Molly, like, we just, we were tomboys. We just were like, we're tomboys now. So we'd wear, like, baggier pants. The cargo pants were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to make my voice a little bit deeper. One year, went to middle school, and everything was fine, you know? It was just a phase. And I hadn't gone through puberty yet. Like, you can't make a decision about your sexuality when you're three years old. I was in fifth grade. Yeah, that makes her a total expert. And also, she said, I don't have kids, but I was a nanny for five years, and I know kids say crazy things. So they're suddenly gender identity experts. Yeah, she's like, I used to babysit on a couple Saturdays, and in the words of Malcolm Gladwell, if you put in at least 30 hours at something, you become an expert at it. Yeah, that she is. She's totally an expert. So, Mario's like his opinion was I am trying clarity. to understand it myself and please don't lump me into that hole <laughs> no no, no. I, I see you're not doing that in your household no I mean I, I'm I'm kind of blown away too and um look I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids obviously and I think if you come from Maybe a place you should though because you yeah. seem to be doing something right well, thanks you know and I always say if you come from a place of love you, you know you, you really can't go wrong but at the same time my god if you're three years old and you're saying you're feeling a certain way or you're you're you think you're a boy or a girl whatever the case may be i i i just think it's dangerous as a parent to make that determination then okay well then you're gonna be a boy or a girl whatever the case may be and it's it's sort of alarming and my gosh i just think about the repercussions later on right. and, and uh, to me i just see depression um and then they also of course got confused about like they obviously they don't know the definitions of anything but they figured this is the same they're like Zoe Saldana is confusing her children because her and her husband don't stick to like traditional gender roles. Like sometimes Zoe, uh, Zoe fixes stuff around her house, and like my God, what those poor children? What are they seeing? Depression, a yeah. life of depression. Super. But they also like confused gender identity and sexuality because yeah. AC Slater said something like, you know, kids three years old is too young to be talking about thinking about sexuality and it's like well yeah we agree with you on that but this is not fucking sexuality yeah he i ac slater was not the smartest person on saved by the bell i think that is like uh what's it called the his, bell the his, bell was smarter than him it was his wrestling single sing singlet singlet was too tight anyways so point is here obviously this is like very it's a stupid move because he's on television and um what he said was very dumb he's on television not on fox news if he was on fox news he'd be fine oh my Um, god he'd get a raise a promotion he'd get an extra tv show so speaking of extra so he um uh i was gonna call him ac slater ac slater's on extra right now but he's moving to access hollywood but he didn't show up for a taping he pulled out of like the taping of extra the next day because there was such a huge backlash so he ended up issuing an apology which is very very dumb so he's just it's which he didn't write he totally didn't write also it doesn't make any sense he's like the comments i made were ignorant and insensitive and now i have a deeper understanding of how hurtful they were i have been and always will be an ardent supporter of the lgbtq community and i'm going to use this opportunity to better educate better educate myself moving forward i will be more informed and thoughtful. I mean, maybe he doesn't know what the T stands for in 
LGBTQ, but he obviously doesn't understand what it stands for. Yeah. So he, after he said that, like, or after he gave the apology and skipped out on Extra, Extra, had they interviewed um, GLAD director Anthony Ramos and Dr. Joanna Kennedy, who's an expert on trans youth, which is... Yeah, because Mario has done events for yeah. like the GLAD Media Awards. So... Yeah. So like, te- yeah. So technically, you like think he's kind of an ally, and then he says this and it's bad. So they like brought in like experts, which I think is like the best like one eighty they could have done. It's like Mario's not showing up for work. Look, quick, let's bring in some like like very, let's talk very, shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> so like, basically, on his had- turf. <laughs> yeah, while he's not there. So while he was um, like after his statements came out, though, obviously like. Glad tweeted about him, calling his uh, comments dangerous. And then P Flag wanted to educate Mario on sexual orientation and sex and gender. Which, but yeah, so and then there's kind of a um, so he's back at Extra and he is technically leaving for Access Hollywood. But Radar Online has a story saying that NBC is actually thinking of firing him from Access Hollywood before he even gets there because they're like, we don't want to deal with this. Uh, I don't think they're going to fire him. I don't think they'll fire him, but because I know- think by now it's kind of blown over. Like, I haven't really heard anything about it except us talking about it right now. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think so. But he's not going to interview Charlize Theron anytime soon. I know that. Yeah, I would hope. Well, I kind of want to see that. Charlize Theron's kind of. Well, honestly, they should fire his ass for being dumb enough to going on the Candace Owens show. Like, that is the problem right there. Like, nothing what? good is going to come from that. That's like going on a show hosted by Ann Coulter. Like you're yeah. going to, pro- she's going to try to get you to say something transphobic, and then she'll probably eat your soul right after. And also, the joke is on Candace because I don't think Mario has a soul. No, but also, how desperate is he to be on television? I mean, he's on television every single day. Like, does he need to be on more television? Well, it's not even television; it's YouTube. Oh, that's shady. <laughs> poor, poor YouTube stars. But it's like Cece Lopez needs to come and get Mario and piss on him. Do you know who Cece Lopez is? No. Okay, so Cece Lopez. Cece Lopez's full name is Julio Cesar Chavez Lopez. Okay. And Cece Lopez is Mario Lopez's French bulldog. Okay. (laughs) So Mario (laughs) runs a Twitter account for Cece Lopez. And types you know type i mean obviously cc lopez can't type right but no he probably can type better than mario let's be honest but mario does the typing for cc lopez and will say shit like um so he's cc lopez has said shit like parting hard hope you bitches have your chichis out i'm coming for you (laughs) and he's (laughs) he said things like i just sniffed the sweetest bitches on my walk like C. shit, C. like so. CC Lopez is, is a douchebag. C. C. He'd probably Lopez say is, something transphobic. Yes, obviously. CC Lopez is extremely problematic. CC Lopez would be like, "Oh yeah, I don't even want to. <laughs> I'm gonna say something that CC Lopez would say, and then I'm gonna don't get canceled." Say no. yeah. <laughs> okay, enough of CC Lopez. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tadler Mag, Tadler, Tadler Magazine which is a, a British society magazine, has declared that the old school trophy wife is dead. Oh, all so right. So, Allison, there goes wife. our chances. Our, I, yeah, our dreams I are never, gone. I never had a chance in the first place, but that's kind of you to say. I know, like, the, mo- same, the most I could hope for is, like, printed out excellence certificate wife. 
I'm a participant ribbon wife. <laughs> that, that's better than me. So they claim that the old school trophy wife is over. So the old school trophy wife is like Ivana Trump, basically all the Trump wives. And yeah. then like Larry King's wife, etc. Yeah. So they say that wealthy, powerful men no longer just want a beautiful wife. They want an accomplished wife, too. So a rich man wants a wife who is extremely hot, educated, extremely hot, accomplished, extremely hot, has a career, and is extremely hot. Mm -hmm. Did I mention they have to be extremely hot? Oh, don't forget extremely hot. Yeah. So basically, Gloria Steinem can retire because feminism has peaked. It's true. Tadler has declared rich men want a hot wife. So Tadler writes this. PhDs, pencil skirts, and polemics, polemics, polemics. Is that how you say that? I could totally not be the new school trophy wife because I don't even know how to say that shit. No. P-O-L-E-M-I-C-S. Polemics. Anyways, let's say polemics Mm -hmm. against the patriarchy are in. The trophy wife of today is distinguished by her panoply of qualifications. She has an Oxbridge first, a high-flying career, is woke, and has several charitable foundations under her Gucci belt. Oh, Tatler. (laughs) I know. The trophy wife of yesterday used to sit on boards, and her husband would be okay with that. But now, that's not good enough for the rich men of today, they want their trophy wife to run her own foundation. So (laughs) examples of modern day trophy wives are Duchess Meghan, Amal Clooney, Priyanka Chopra, and Lady Bramford. I thought for a second you were gonna say Lady Bunny. She definitely, well, she's an old school trophy wife. She's the ultimate trophy wife. But see, like I know Tadler is one of the most highly esteemed literary journals in the world right mm-hmm. but they don't know the definition of a trophy wife no like you don't want a, that's a teammate what you want is like you want like a team member what we're talking about here is a trophy like you well, get a trophy a- wife is a hot woman who married methuselah basically <laughs> so exactly well the definition is a young attractive wife regarded as a status symbol for an older man so Duchess Megan's not married to an old ass man. No, she's, she's older. married to a trophy husband with a trophy dick. So I think. <laughs> so I'm telling myself. But yeah. Well, it, also this doesn't make sense to me because I know that they're trying to like. There's like there's a feminist spin on this, which there isn't because you still have to be hot. No. Like get back to me when it's like a real trophy wife wears sweatpants and will. Uh, I don't know not fart so much in bed or something i'm this is again this is what i'm telling myself but like yeah like they're still telling us oh yeah she yeah she has to have a degree but she has to be hot too yeah she no no educated uglies (laughs) that's a that's my dating website no educated (laughs) uglies.com but like (laughs) the new app yeah but like as long as there are gross rich divorced dudes who have like fully gone through their midlife crisis and they've like driven every ferrari there's always going to be room for trophy wives like we will never lose like the traditional trophy wife to automation the trophy wife is evergreen so like maybe she does change and she she has job security she has job security plus you're always like 
even though like trends change, you're always going to have people that are like traditionalists. Like there's going to be some like old 85 year old guy who's like, call me old fashioned, but I like it when my wife is didn't go to college and went straight to sugardaddy.com, <laughs> you know, and and, you know, and good and good for her. Cut out the middleman. Like Oxford doesn't need your money. Just sign up for a sugardaddy.com site <laughs> account. All right. Just don't choose a sugar daddy who is a murderous Saudi prince. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't do that. But like the only thing I'm getting from this article is that I couldn't be a trophy wife back in the day because the only criteria then is to be hot extremely hot and mm. that wouldn't work and i can't be i couldn't be one yesterday and i can't be one today so that's basically all i got from this this but, article so they ruined our dreams twice yeah, tatler's uh tatler's crushing dreams over here as well as <laughs> crushing descriptions of uh women so I don't have I guess I don't really have a segue into this except we saying just that we slide like, right into it oh you know what I'd like to slide right into a sandwich that it sounds disgusting that actually. sounded very yeah you should if this doesn't work this podcast doesn't work out for you phone sex <laughs> food phone sex oh so you're saying I have a chance there okay so earlier this week a nonpartisan research a research organization called YouGov which sounds like a <laughs> shitty uh, YouTube uh, version. So they conducted a poll. That's of, like what Candace Owens show is on. YouGov. <laughs> so they talked to uh, 1,223 Americans and they asked them what their favorite sandwich was. So they gave them a list of sandwiches and um, so you weren't allowed to just say like, oh, my favorite sandwich is tuna. You basically yeah. had to go through each sandwich and say like, I really like this sandwich. I somewhat like this sandwich. Like, I hate those kind of quizzes. Like rate it one to ten sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I strongly agree with this sandwich. So It's like would, hot or not, but for sandwiches. Which is honestly. Oh, that's going to, that'd be an amazing sight. Yeah. I'd be into it. So at, coming out at number one with 79% of people saying they like really like it is a grilled cheese sandwich. So technically, grilled cheese sandwich is the favorite sandwich in all of America. So mm -hmm. sorry, all you other ugly, disgusting sandwiches. We're boring, so it makes sense. Hey, the grilled cheese is a reliable sandwich. So well, it's basic. It's a, it's a classic. I mean, everyone loves it. Like children love grilled cheese sandwiches. Old people do because their dentures can slide through that sandwich pretty easy. So that's another sex. That's another fetish right there that you I'm, just brought up. I'm, I'm secretly trying to build up my audition tape right now for this phone sex line. So um, second to the grilled cheese was a grilled chicken sandwich with 75% of people liking it. And then third was a turkey sandwich with 75% of people liking it as well. So way down at the bottom, um, the final three were a meatball sandwich with 56. the bottom three yeah the bottom this three. is the bottom three okay yeah so 56 percent of people were into a meatball sandwich 48 percent of people were into a reuben sandwich and poor french dip only got 46 percent. that's the least liked sandwich out of that well list. this is america allison it's not france yeah you you hate anything with another country they could have called <laughs> they could have called it america dip and you're like yeah usa usa it's my favorite number sandwich. one <laughs> yeah, they they probably tricked people. They didn't call it a grilled cheese. They're like, this is a American melt. They're like, mm, yeah, I love that American melt. <laughs> well, th there's another sandwich on that list. It's like yes. in the middle. I don't even know what it is. It's called the bacon sandwich. Yeah, Did just you a, see this. Uh, yeah, bacon sandwich. What the fuck? I've you, never heard of this. You're not from the heartland, Michael. <laughs> well, so it's basically just pork between two buns. 
Yeah. Which is how I like to spend my Saturday nights. So I should know (laughs) what this is. But all it is is like bacon between two buns. Yeah. Sometimes it's like Canadian bacon between two buns. Put an egg on it or something. Okay. So that's my problem with this list is here's the sandwiches that they gave us. Okay. I'll do this quick. Grilled cheese, grilled chicken, turkey, roast beef, ham, BLT, club, bacon, peanut butter and jelly, pulled pork, tuna, egg salad, meatball, Reuben, and French dip. Nowhere on this list is a breakfast egg sandwich, which to me is one of the best sandwiches. Yeah, I was looking for that. Well, that should have been the f- damn bacon sandwich. It should. Well, like That should have been an egg, egg, bacon, and cheese. Yeah, like an egg McMuffin. Yeah, so they fucked up. But they also, um, so people on Twitter thought that they fucked up as well, because People were, like, wondering, like, how were hamburgers not on that list? And they're, like, a p- bunch of people point out, like, everyone loves pastrami sandwiches. Why did wasn't that an option? Or egg sandwiches. Uh, one thing people got really mad at was how low French dips ranked. I didn't realize there were so many, like, French dip stands out there. That but... was people that Arby's paid. Let's be <laughs> honest. You want to be one of those paid Arby shills, don't you? But let me ask you something about our number one sandwich, grilled okay. cheese. Because I've been meaning to do this, but for some reason I haven't gone around to it because I'm so busy to put mayonnaise on my grilled cheese sandwich. Have you mm-hmm. ever done this? Oh, I do it all the time. Do you put it on the outside, I mean? Outside, inside, dip it into it. So does it make it crispier? Okay, so the thing with the mayo is it's got a higher smoke point than butter. But is it like boiling barf? Because sometimes hot <laughs> sounds gross to me. No, no. So you don't actually taste the mayo. It just, it's like, um, it's a little bit salty. It's a little bit... There's like a je ne sais quoi about it, um, like an umami flavor, and it doesn't burn as easy. So like where butter can really like mess up a grilled cheese, um, mayo will crisp it up really nicely and it gives it Wait, so you don't put butter too? Because I thought some people put both because they obviously want a heart attack right away. But I thought they you they put butter and mayo. Hey, you do you. But, but I mean, you I just don't. do mayo. Okay, no, see, I would do butter and mayo. I'm health conscious. I'm basically Gwyneth Paltrow. So I only put mayo on my grilled cheese. Um, so my question is, what is your favorite sandwich on this list? And is there a sandwich that you love that isn't on the list? Well, on the list, I don't have a list in front of me. But I'll What's say your- grilled cheese. I'm boring and basic. Because that's a, like you said, it's easy. easy. It's easy to make. Mm-hmm. It's easy to eat. Yeah. But my favorite sandwich is mm-hmm. the Italian sub which mm. obviously didn't make the list because it's like the official sandwich of Italy, pretty much. Yeah, so, this is an American list. Like, it's very authentic. It's basically, like, you know what it is, right? It's just salami, olives, olive oil, etc. Like, I yeah. always get it at Subway. Yeah. The authentic um, Italian sandwich restaurant known as Subway. Yeah, and when you when you order it, they start playing Funiculae Funicula. Like, they're like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, right? Because yeah, it's so they, Italian. Yeah, yeah, it's that. Like, if I can't have dick, I'll take an Italian sub. I think Julia Child actually said that, so I should credit her with that quote. But what what is the sandwich that wasn't on the list that you like? Well, like I'm white, and obviously I like mayo. So mayonnaise, bologna. <laughs> no, so my favorite two sandwiches are on that list: two nut egg salad. Um, oh, those are your favorite. Yeah, but I will say I love a potato chip sandwich, and obviously. Oh my god! Was- how very. Al- her name was Allison too. Breakfast Club, right? Oh, did she put potato chips on a sandwich? Did she put uh, Ali Sheedy? I've never seen Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, you're like, you were probably you were a fetus when that came out. So before we start this next part, so the, I looked up the Breakfast Club sandwich that Ali Sheedy eats okay. because 
and I totally got it wrong. So okay. it's white bread, okay. wheat bread, butter, pixie sticks, and Cap- Captain Crunch cereal. I'm in it for the Captain Crunch. So yeah, that should have been number one. Yeah, basically. Obviously. Okay, so now we're going to go over five stories quickly-ish, starting with Charlie XCX. So she opened for Taylor Swift on Taylor's Reputation Tour last year and talked about that tour with Pitchfork, saying that she's grateful to Taylor for the experience, but that as an artist, it kind of felt like I was getting up on stage and waving to five-year-olds. So Charlie also says she's done opening for people. So when that kind of made the rounds, that quote... She clarified on Twitter saying that it was taken out of context and broken down into one sentence. And what she said was that she's used to playing 18 and over clubs and performing in front of all ages made her have to change up her performance. And she's completely grateful to Taylor for the opportunity. So Taylor... Totally got to her. That mob boss Taylor totally got to her. Yeah, she's more powerful than we think. But you know what? Even without that, like, clarification, those five-year-olds are still going to be so mad. Like, Charlie is in for a world of hateful emails just as soon as those kids get the Wi-Fi passwords from their parents. But, like, so I'm, I'm based on her explanation. So I just, I don't think there were just five-year-olds there. There were probably six-year-olds, too, who got mm-hmm. dragged there by their little sister because they'd never go on their own since Taylor's music is way too childish for them, really. And it's honestly too childish for five-year-olds. Like, what What five-year-olds are listening to that? Grow up. <laughs> okay, uh, the 22nd birthday of some of Kylie Jenner's body parts is coming up soon. And her man, Travis Scott, started the celebrations early by covering the floor of her house with rose petals. So Kylie posted a video on Instagram. And in it, she's walking in a field. I mean, the floor is covered in red rose petals. And she's walking in and her kid is in the corner playing with them. Yeah. Her kid is in the corner being like, where's the door? Get me out of this place. And poor Rob is probably thinking like, shit, I got to clean all that up to like earn my allowance. <laughs> yeah. But like if Kylie's house could talk, the house probably would have been like, wow, I am not used to having so much natural organic material inside me. I mean, see, that shit ain't natural organic. See, that's what like people were saying, you know, oh, it's so disgusting to waste you know, it's so disgusting to waste all those roses, mm-hmm. but like those weren't real roses. You don't think all. so? Like, no, if they were, they'd immediately shrivel up and turn to ash after being touched by the skin of a Kardashian. Think, yeah. Allison. True. Yeah, that's science. <laughs> it's in the Bible or something. So, Julianne Huff, who came out as not straight recently, mm-hmm. her husband, Brooks Lakes, has a podcast. That's where they talked about their erotic blueprint or whatever Mm -hmm. so he said on that podcast that podcast that she loves it when he sucks her toes Mm -hmm. so brooke said my wife really enjoys it when i suck on her toes true story but he says that julianne would never do it to him and he doesn't want her to so what say you allison do you get into some uh toe jam slurping (laughs) she's licking etc etc i don't even like looking at people in sandals like when i wear sandals myself i get really grossed out so no, you're not, I am you're not, not into fun. that. No, Quentin Tarantino is never going to call me. I'm just not into foot stuff. But I do have a lot of respect for Brooks, though, because 
Julian is a dancer, and from what I know of dancers, their feet are all kinds of messed up. And oh, so he's kinky. He's chewing on those corns. Oh, corns? Corn? That's cor- cor- corn. <laughs> no, but if he's willing to like suck back a pinky nail, then he's like worth keeping around. It, it really is. It's true love. Mm-hmm. If he will suck on that boil, keep him. Yeah. So the Waco Tribune Herald says that a 43-year-old man was arrested and is facing six months in jail and a $2,000 fine for anonymously sending a dick-shaped chocolate bar to a sheriff's department employee in Waco, Uh Texas, along with a note suggesting the employee perform fellatio. So the note probably said something like, suck on this cocksucker, something like that. Yeah, for sure. The sheriff's department employee used to date the chocolate dick sender's ex-wife. And that's why they have a feud. And they've been fighting for a while. They've been Uh going back and forth for a while. So the chocolate dick sender is facing harassment charges and a trial hasn't been set yet. Oh, my God. Like, obviously, the person who got the chocolate penis was like, all right, I know who this is coming from. But if they didn't know, like if I received a chocolate penis in the mail... First of all, I'd be like, thank you. I love chocolate. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. I'm not going to turn my nose up at that. Secondly, it's in a shape that's easy to eat. Again, thank you very much for that. But then also I'd be like really pissed off because you'd feel like false advertising to me because then when you found out who sent it, you'd be like, okay, well, I know that you don't actually have a chocolate penis in your pants. There's not any more chocolate where that came from. So thanks for teasing me with that chocolate. So you'd, you'd be sad. And I'd be sad, too. This actually makes me sad because, like, a man who doesn't want dick magically gets dick in the mail or whatever. And all I want is dick and I never get some. So I guess what I have to do is, like, marry a woman in Waco Mm -hmm. and get in a fight with her ex-boyfriend, hoping he'll drop some dick in my inbox. So it's a plan. Yeah. Finally, Cameron Diaz hasn't been in a movie since 2014's Annie. Mm-hmm. Which is like, girl, that's how you want to end things with Annie. <laughs> so she told InStyle Magazine that she's given half of her life to the public. <laughs> she's taking some time for herself and figuring out how she wants to come back into the world. She doesn't miss performing and is looking at focusing on the landscape of wellness. So basically, she wants to do goop type yeah. shit. Like she's a rich white lady and wants to live that rich white lady lady life. Except with more weed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a bad choice. Since Cameron is saying goodbye for now to Hollywood, yeah. Allison, you and I are going to give our three favorite Cameron Diaz performances in the history of Cameron Diaz performances. Yeah, like if, so if, much to choose. If from. we were the Oscars, this would be when we would do the like in memoriam for her career, or we would give her like an honorary Oscar, whatever. But this is where we'd reflect on the longer clips these would be the longer clips mm-hmm. of her career because they'd yeah. be our favorite so number three okay. your so, third favorite um i'm being totally honest with this by the way but i'm being 100 percent honest okay. i'm not trying to be funny because right, i love camera diaz this was actually really hard for me to narrow it down um but i'm picking shrek because i'm a huge shrek head so <laughs> Basically, I just outed myself as a Shrek head. <laughs> but, um, Wait, she's... is that what Shrek head? Is that a real thing? What? Or Shreky? You all should call yourself Shrekies. I don't want to get confused like with Shreky. <laughs> I'm into Shrek. It's just as nerdy. It's true. But, um, yeah, I like, like her in that. Like, Princess Fiona's good. Um, I mean, she's no donkey, but it's still, I, that to me is number three. 
Okay, my number three is The Sweetest Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's I mean, Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate's horny, raunchy party girls. Yeah. So that's... And Selma Blair. I'm not here for this Selma Blair erasure. Well, okay, yeah. she, Yeah, she's there too. I like yeah. her in that too. But I'm mostly here for Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate. So of number course. two. Um, being John Malkovich. Because it was very brave of Cameron Diaz. So you know how like every actress, when they like want to go for their Oscar, they like, or they used to, but they like get ugly. Like, not to yeah. be problematic here, but let's just say what it is. So They homely it up. Yeah, they get they take off all their makeup. So that was like Cameron Diaz's attempt at it was like, okay, make my hair ugly. Don't put makeup on me. Like, don't cover up my skin. And I think it worked for her. Like, it's really good. If you go back and watch it, it's like very brave of Cameron Diaz to like try to get ugly because even when she's ugly, she's still very gorgeous. <laughs> like, it's not convincing at all, but it's That's great. That's a good choice. Yeah. So number two for me is The Counselor, mm-hmm. which... I don't know a lot of people have seen this because <laughs> it's horrible, <laughs> but I can watch it over and over again because yeah. you, like, you can't go wrong with Cameron Diaz as the ruthless girlfriend of Javier Bardem yeah, who like, fucks cars. Stop the she, podcast like, right now and just go watch it. Yeah. she Like, come back to this. Yes. She fucks the Ferrari windshield. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, it has everything I could ever want in a movie. Number one. All right, my number one favorite Cameron Diaz performance is her very first performance as Tina Carlyle from The Mask, because Tina. everything from start to finish is so good. So, like, I love that she dresses like a total sugar baby when she shows up for a bank meeting. Like, she, like, comes in wearing, like, like slutty, like, club clothes to a bank Can meeting. Can I just add is- something? Yes. She has Anna Nicole Smith to thank for that, because I, does. I read, like, they... They wanted her for the role, and they brought her in and realized, okay, she can't act. So <laughs> How dare they? How dare Cameron they? Diaz got it. So you're welcome, Cameron. Yeah. Anna Nicole Smith crawled so you could walk. Yeah. But also I love, so there's my favorite scene, though, in The Mask is when Cameron Diaz is, like, singing in the club. She's, like, wearing this gold dress. It's like, looks like some kind of knockoff Bob Mackie. It's great. But first of all, she's lip syncing, and it's not good. And secondly... Do you know who does the um, singing voice? No, who? Anna Nicole Smith. Should be. No, I'm, one, I'm asking you. Who doesn't sing it? No, I don't know. It's probably some, like, un, like Broadway uncre- person, yeah. uncredited poor person who, like, never got the credit they deserve. But the best part is how the unconvincing way that she holds the mic when she's singing. She's holding it as if she's, like, never held a mic before in her life, first of all. But she's acting, like, with the microphone. Like, in general, I'd say Cameron Diaz is a good actress. But in that scene alone, it's as if they, like pulled an alien from the sky and was like, okay, do you know what singing is? And they're like, I have a vague recollection of singing. They're like, okay, do you know what a microphone is? They're like, no idea. They're like, great, go with it. It's fine. (laughs) Also, she gets super horny for like Jim Carrey in a green mask, which like when you go back and watch it, you're like, this is bonkers, but also like very good range on her part. Okay, so number one for you. Number one for me, I have a theme with the my Cameron... Dia's favorites, obviously. So number one is In Her Shoes. (laughs) I obviously love Cameron Diaz as a party girl. (laughs) Oh my god, it's... I love In Her Shoes. I can watch it. Like, that's another one I can watch over and over again. I mean, Tony... Cameron Diaz is perfect in it. No, let's not... We're talking about Cameron here. Don't bring Tony Collette into it. I know, I know. It's all about Cameron. Stealing focus. So it's like... 
because my dream life is being a reformed party girl who goes to Florida to live with Shirley MacLaine in a retirement community and mm-hmm. later becomes a stylist to old people. That's like a dream life. That's true. So that's, yeah, that's easily my favorite one, which I can, I think I probably read the book three or four times, which is sad. <gasps> oh my God, I'm finding out so much about you during this podcast. I love Cameron Diaz as a party girl, basically. Yeah. So, and then I can see why, I can see now why Cameron Diaz quit Hollywood. Because she should have won an Oscar for every single one of those performances we just named. Mm-hmm. And they did her wrong. They did. So fuck them. Yeah. Go be goopy. Stoner goopy. Okay, so just an FYI, Susan Boyd, an actress named Susan Boyd, did Cameron Diaz's singing voice in The Mask. Yeah, but you know what? You would never know that it was Susan Boyd because Cameron Diaz does such a good job of lip syncing that you're like positive it's her. I mean, I wish it was Susan Boyle. Imagine she's like, I dreamed a dream of the the mask. mask. (laughs) That's in the reboot. So there's our show. And uh, oh, if you happen to be listening on August 8th, then happy International Cat Day. And if you're listening... On August 7th, and happy pre-International Cat Day. Pre-happy International Cat Day. Praise pussies everywhere. (laughs) So before we go, we'd like to uh, ask you to rate and review us if you haven't already. Yes. And if you have a question or a tip or want us to cover something, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. So if you, oh, and if you want a mailing address for where to send a chocolate penis, email us about that. We'll hook you up. Yeah, and not eight inches or more. Mm-hmm. Okay, eight inches or more. So you're gonna have to get a get a big box for that. So yep. um, till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>